0: Hello there. Are you sure you're in the right place? See the name on the door? This podcast is Spine Chillers and Serial Killers. Surely you don't want to come in here. You do. Well, I must warn you that things are pretty adult in here. Absolutely no children are allowed. Obscene language, shocking and horrendous stories to chill you to your core, and terrifying tales that'll keep you up at night. The ladies inside aren't quite right. Lovely and hilarious, but very strange.
1: Still want in, do you? Well, you'll get what you're here for. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to this week's Spine Chillers and Serial Killers. I'm Emma. I'm Tash.
2: And I'm Becky.
1: Hi. Hello. Hello. Tashin. Hi. You're not so... <laughs> <Tash> is <clears> on. <throat> I,
2: I suppose I can say hello.
1: You girl is alright this week?
2: I mean, sick, but yeah, fine. We're, we're soldiering on.
1: We're all sick. Just get that out there again. Again, I think at this point you can just assume that one of us at least is sick at all times. Definitely, at all times. Yeah, um, but yeah, me and Tasha got a sore throat, so we'll just see. You, I think you, you know, you get a better voice quality. We sound like all deep and sexy, sexy.
2: and sultry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Do you girls want to know how I embarrassed myself this week? That's all I want to know. Has it
0: got something to do with me, like last time?
1: No. (laughs) Now, luckily, this was only in front of my family, but I don't think they're going to ever let me live it down. Even my little kids keep bringing it up. (sighs) So we went to pick the kids up from school, and we're driving home, and I go, Ben, stop the car. Stop the car. Turn around. I've I've just seen a flamingo in the cow field. There's a fucking flamingo. In the field. Turn the car around. We have to get a photo. Ben's like, what do you mean there's a flamingo? I said, there's a fucking flamingo. Anyway, he turns the car around, gets to the point where I saw the flamingo and it was a heron that had something in its beak.
2: Was the thing in its beak pink?
1: No, but it gave it... It, it, it looked like it was... You know how flamingos have a, a bent beak... Yeah. That's what it made it look like. It was always white. So I genuinely thought there was an albino flamingo <laughs> in the cow field. And I was uh, my, I was like, my kids are going to be amazed. I'm going to do a TikTok. It's, you know, no, it was just a heron with something in its beak.
0: I mean, fucking hell, Emma. <laughs> <laughs> and also its signature colour of being pink. Aren't flamingos white? They are born white, you are correct. Eat whatever they eat and become pink. Algae.
1: So yeah. Yeah. So it could have been, it could have been lost. It could have been lost.
0: It could have been not a flamingo, as the case was.
1: It was a heron. And now every time I'm in the car and we go past that place, my little five-year-old goes, Mummy, is there a flamingo? Oh, she's (laughs) mocking you. (laughs) She is mocking me, yeah. Yeah. And the other thing that I don't think my husband is ever going to let me live down is because my daughter is left-handed and she's just kind of sussing out knives and forks. I asked, in all seriousness, do you think they do left-handed cutlery? Left-handed forks and knives? (laughs) Oh, bless. (laughs) I mean, I see where you're coming from because they do do
2: left-handed scissors
1: well, I didn't know if it had to do because Ben's like, are you for real? What do you mean? And I'm like, well, I don't know. Maybe like the distribution of weight between the tip of the fork and the bottom of the fork is different if you hold it in your left hand or maybe the curvature of the, the teeth of the fork are different. I, don't I don't think know. it was well it's, well. it's
0: well known that, that left handers have to put weights in their shoes. If not, they walk <laughs> around looking up all day. It's a well, well known fact.
1: Are you mocking me now as well? <laughs> oh, I just think you were being a
2: loving, kind mum, and I applaud you for that. Yeah.
1: Oh, cheers, babes.
0: I think it's cheers. just one of those things where your mouth runs away, and your brain yeah. just takes a little bit longer to catch up, and thinking, what did yeah. mouth say without my without consulting me?
1: Yeah. There it was, are. definitely, because the more Ben was staring at me, <laughs> at me the more I was thinking... Yeah, no, that was stupid. That was a stupid oh. thing to say. I didn't give up. I kept going. I was like, no, no, maybe because of this and that. You know, it's not that stupid. No, it was definitely stupid. But they
2: do, those special hey, pens that are for left-handers as well, don't they?
1: Yes. I don't know. Yeah, they do.
0: Yeah, I think they do, yeah. Yeah. But they usually is because it's kind of shaped a certain yeah. way. Yeah, so that's why... I think left-handed or not, though, cutlery, it's supposed to be held that way, and that's it, isn't it? You don't swap the knife and fork around for left-handed people.
1: Do they not?
0: No. <gasps> Do they not? Stop it! Because now I feel stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think. I think that's just the way that you have to hold it. You have to hold the fork in the left in hand. Your right hand. Le- left. Oh, but is that just shit? not because no. it's your dominant hand? No. You You hold the fork in your left hand and the knife in the right, and that's it.
1: Oh yeah, you do. You do. It's because I I don't tend to use a knife. I just use a fork, so I always eat with my right hand. But if I've got both, yeah, hang on. Yeah, I don't,
0: I don't know because I just eat with my hands. Just <laughs> yeah. scoop, scoop spaghetti in my in my mouth. Don't even use a yeah. bowl. Just chuck it on the floor and
1: eat it. <laughs> oh, that makes me feel a bit queasy, actually. <laughs> yeah, it did
0: as well. Me, I've got a little bit of a lump in my throat now.
1: Have you seen those girls on TikTok that just eat? There's a special word for it. They tend to be like Asian. Isn't it
2: like a mucker, bucker, or something like that?
1: Oh, yeah. It's something like that. Yeah. Oh, I can't deal with that, man. But how do they eat so much? I have no... There must be vomiting
2: involved, right? I'm chunky. Do you know, like, I've got cushion for the pushing. Do you know what I mean? Like i can't eat like that
1: no they eat i think i think they
0: they spit it out just quickly coming back to the left-handed holding knife and fork i've put typed in do left-handed people and then the second suggestion say how uh, how does a left-handed person hold a knife and fork so it's a question that lots of people must ask themselves
1: oh well there you go and what's the answer 74%
0: of left-handers eat with a knife and fork the right-handed way, with fork in their left hand. There you go. You were right. I think it's it's just a preference. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: But you shoveling spaghetti into your mouth made me think of those girls that just eat...
0: Yeah. That's not really how I eat spaghetti. I do at least use just a fork if it's spaghetti. But yeah, I think those people on... They do it for views, and they spit. They sp- they cut their videos and spit
1: it out. They must do right, because I mean I can't. It makes me feel queasy just thinking about it. Because I mean, other... often you
0: kind of just you see them put it in their mouth and chew, and then it cuts, and they're putting another scoop in, and then it cuts.
2: Uh, the the video cuts like that. Well, you've seen those like speed, like what is it? You know, like people that do eating challenges. <laughs> yeah. Like, they eat insane amounts of food.
1: I don't know. I just know those videos make me feel queasy because it's it's the noise, isn't it? People like the noise. Yeah,
2: they proper like anything. ASMR, I just want to murder those people.
1: Yeah, it's awful. Awful. No, but some
2: ASMR is nice, but none of it is nice. Hate everything. Do you? Part of the reason why I barely go on
0: TikTok anymore is because everyone that's on a live is doing ASMR or that stupid where they pretend to be like an android like going that's mm, so yum. weird mm, isn't yum. it 100
2: 100 thank you for the like thank you for the like thank yeah. you for the like mm. thank you for the like thank oh, you for the like thank you for the like it's so creepy oh, isn't heart. it <laughs> mm, Yum. yum <laughs> that is horrible
1: Horrible, horrible. It's
2: like, um, it reminds me of like The Sim. I think that's what it's it? supposed to be, something like is to... Isn't
1: it anime? Or I'm just on like Asian TikTok, I don't know. But they, <laughs> they all dress up with like cat ears and stuff. And they're just doing all these really over-exaggerated uh, mannerisms like anime. Is it uwu girls? woo, <laughs> Those people. <laughs> I don't know. I have
2: no idea what any of that is. <laughs> The one that I get is, it's literally like, there's these girls. Well, boys do it as well. You know, people send through gifts on TikTok. Yeah, little presents, like a heart or whatever. Presents. Yeah. And they're quoting it. So they're like, hmm, heart or I don't know, even know what it is. I don't know. I just find it very strange. I got
1: stuck watching a video. It was a live and I never go on live. So I don't know how I ended up watching this. And it was four girls and they were dancing, and the people that were watching had to send symbols for the other girl to dance. And I was, like, watching so this weird, for 10 minutes, it? and I'm like, are these girls all right? I It almost felt like there was a guy behind the phone, like, pointing a gun at them. Like, like, like you
0: will smile. You will dance. You will
1: dance. You know, it was very awkward and very... Yeah, uncomfortable. People are weird. I don't understand how yeah, anyone so would, weird, would
0: isn't it? send anything into something like that. Apart from, do you need help? Blink three times if you need us to
1: yeah. send the
2: police. Anyway, would you like to hear one of my random thoughts of the week?
1: Absolutely, 100%.
2: So I um, went to the petrol station to fill up my car.
1: Best place to do it, I hear.
2: Yeah, It was like early morning because I had to go and get a blood test like at a specific hospital because they had to set I I don't even know why but I specifically had to get it done there and the only time they do it is between eight and nine o'clock in the morning and it is a 40 minute drive away from my house. So I booked an early appointment because I wanted to try and miss as much of the school traffic as possible so um booked my appointment for eight o'clock meaning I had to leave my house realistically at seven just in case and I obviously needed petrol because I like to play chicken with myself when it comes to filling up my car and leave it to run as low as possible.
1: Oh that gives me anxiety. <gasps>
2: it's controlled anxiety though because I do suffer with anxiety but I like that
1: oh I got anyway. my car as well I'm like <laughs> yeah
2: you can go a bit long you dirty little car <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: you <both. gasps>
2: anyway so that isn't the thought so I get there um it's early it's like 10 past 7 so the majority of people filling up are men in either vans or their cars on the way to work So I'm filling up, minding my own business. I look like a hood rat. Like I'm not looking my best, you know what I mean? It's early. It's freezing cold and I'm filling up. I look across the man behind me, like directly behind me. And as he finishes filling up, he like (laughs) gently shakes the hose, like when it's still in the tank.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I know, yeah.
2: Gently shakes it, like... (laughs) He knows what he's doing, do you know what I mean? And it made me think, is that the way men shake their willies when they wee? Because I don't shake it, the hose. I just pull it out and put it back. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, i finished filling up, pull it out, shove it back.
1: I think you're a heathen. I'm so disappointed in you for all of this. Right? Does it
2: not dribble all the way back to the pump? <laughs>
0: yeah. <possibly? laughs> You gotta shake it.
1: You gotta shake it. You paid for that petrol. It's just going to be dribbling over the floor, heathen. So not only do you play chicken with petrol, you don't <laughs> shake the hose.
2: Your petrol. So dick. What you're saying is that everyone shakes the hose, and not just men like when they shake their willy when they go for a wee.
1: No, everybody shakes the hose. I don't. Everyone shake the shakes hose. the hose.
2: Everyone gives it at least a more than one click. Yeah. Oh, I never fill I it. I usually click it twice. What? I never fill it all the way up, so I never get to a click. No, oh, I fill it to the brim. I like it. I like it when it's past full.
1: <laughs> oh, do you? I cannot remember the last time I could afford to fill my car up to the brim. It's like 20 euros and that's your lot.
0: Yeah, I don't oh, know. I have to fill it up. If not, I'll go like to work once and then have to fill my car up again, so.
1: Anyway, this is riveting. So, yes. <laughs> in answer to your question, I, they do shake their willies like that when they wee because otherwise it would dribble. Is it the same
2: same little shake? That's what I'm getting at.
1: I, I, I think so. maybe.
2: I think do they not do a little pumpy thing? Pump it out. <laughs> what? <laughs> the way he shook it, just that's what I imagine men do when they wee. How do you pump it out, Becky? I know what, what? she means. Uh, well, not on the petrol
0: pump. Just, I know what she like, means. They, you know, I mean, they do like a little squeeze. Just, just squeeze the last little drip out. Do they? Oh. I've seen men do that
2: before. <laughs> You've <laughs> seen <laughs> men do it? Who are you More watching than one wee? man.
0: I have seen more than one penis. Not with they wee. And then they either do a shake or like a little squeeze
1: Yeah, but why are you watching people pee? This is more the concern. Oh, I've had
0: more than one long-term relationship. I've seen people. The squeeze
1: isn't when they wee,
2: is it? It's at the end. The little pump bit isn't when they wee. No, that's at the end when they're just getting rid of the drip. What the fuck are we talking about?
1: Am I a perv? <laughs> I've <have> literally <laughs> never ever seen anyone pee. No boys. I find it very
0: interesting what? sometimes, and I'll I'll watch them pee. Like near the oh, you walk in near the end, and like, I need the toilets. So a little pumpy thing. I'll shake their willy around just to get rid of the last drip.
2: I've seen them do the pumpy thing when they've ejaculated. Oh, look
1: at you <laughs> with I'm your big posh that. words.
2: <laughs> No, I was talking about weeing. I was trying to make it not sound seedy, but I feel like ejaculated's even worse. Of course, they're pumping it when it's ejaculating, because that's what he's doing. Or can
0: we move we Can we, can we, can we cut that we bit out? So I don't want to hear there. the word ejaculate when I have to listen to this back.
1: <laughs> now, absolutely not cutting that out i'm afraid becky watches ah, basically Pee, and she finds it interesting it's like a science a experiment
2: plan. do you shake or do you pump
1: this conversation has not gone where i thought but it would pump i like when you say pump it almost sounds like a up and down movement but are you talking about like a little squeeze like with the <laughs> like squeezing the. I
0: head. don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it anymore.
1: Okay,
0: <laughs> I would like to talk about some murder. <laughs> okay, and maybe a
1: ghost. We can do that. You embarrassed Becky.
0: Uh, I I don't want to talk about it.
1: Anymore. <laughs> no comment. Uh, no comment. I think it's me to start. Am I right? I think it is.
0: It is. It is, yes.
1: for sure. All right. Battersea Poltergeist. And it's actually disappointingly short. I thought, oh yeah, there's tons. Oh. I can definitely get two parts out of this, but I could have probably squeezed it all in one part.
0: But sometimes it'd be really long on one, so it's nice to have, like, put it in two.
1: Yeah, and it made people come back as well. So. <laughs> yeah,
0: ready for the talking about pumps and piss.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, but, Becky.
0: But they don't regret coming back for another episode.
1: Yeah. Okay. When we last left off, uh, Joyce, the journalist, was holding Shirley's feet... Oh, I was outraged. Yeah, weird, that. right? I actually even heard different versions, read different versions, that um, she taped her feet together and her hands together and then was holding them, which even makes it just makes it worse. <laughs> Shirley's all, you know, laid with this journalist in bed, pinned down. Ugh. <sighs> And Joyce is uh, listening to the taps, the bangs, and the clawing sounds coming from all around. She then felt the bedsheets being pulled away from her body. Mm. Yeah, don't I? mm, You're supposed to be safe in bed. Yeah,
0: no, don't like it.
1: As she went to grab them, they were yanked away with extreme force. Oh,
0: fucking hell. You're like like two sentences in, and I hate it.
1: Joyce picked the blankets up and remade the bed Then the scratching coming from the headboard now Got louder and louder Whilst a blast of freezing air blew over them both The room is then filled with the smell of violets That then turns into a foul, rotting smell which I find is really mean. It's like, oh, look, I smell nice. And they're like, oh, can you smell huh. violets? Oh, yeah, I can smell violets. Oh, can you smell shit? Um, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Corpse fart. <laughs> <laughs> Shirley cries out that something has scratched her leg. And indeed, upon inspection, she has a large scratch. So remember, Joyce has been holding Shirley's hands and feet this entire time. So she couldn't have done it to herself kind of thing. Yeah (laughs) After some time of laying there in silence Listening to all the strange noises Joyce realised that Shirley had fallen asleep And this filled her with dread Because she felt like she was kind of facing Donald alone And I get that If I'm scared and Ben falls asleep I'm like, don't fall asleep You know Don't abandon me No, yeah, you Yeah If, If someone's unconscious next to you It's not like a reassuring presence, is it? No. And then the bangs and scratching continued and Joyce suddenly feels Shirley slipping out of her grasp and watches as the girl gets slowly pulled towards the edge of the bed. Shirley wakes up, brushes it off casually as she's so used to this phenomenon now and gets back into bed. Joyce then feels her feet being tickled. Oh, fucking hell. Horrible, <laughs> And when she pulls them away, the covers get yanked off them again. Joyce at this point has had enough and decides it’s time to leave. Convinced now that Donald the Poltergeist is all too real, and she writes up an article saying how Shirley was in fact telling the truth, and the family were all suffering from this terrifying haunting. Chip was right. After getting their names cleared, the media gave up and left them alone. But even though the media frenzy and constant harassment of the family had now calmed down, things at home only got worse. Donald would destroy rooms in what seemed to be fits of rage, throwing and breaking things, ripping up furniture, making deep, guttural, growling sounds, terrifying everyone. Life became truly unbearable. He would antagonize Ethel, so Ethel’s a grandma. Oh yeah. Six yeah. foot grandma. Yeah. So he really took his everything out on Ethel because she hated him and she would never hid how evil she thought he was. He would make objects float around her head and whisper things to her at night.
0: I'd be booking myself into the nearest retirement home, I think.
1: Peace. <laughs> I'm out. Chip had been working with the poltergeist and had come up with a more complex tapping code where he could tap out letters of the alphabet to get messages to the family. Sometimes these messages were complete nonsense but mostly they were threatening in nature, telling the family how he would burn the house down or how he was planning on hurting Ethel. Some of of these messages I haven't liked written down any quotes but it was like oh ethel's a silly old bag i'm gonna go and push her out of bed and bless her leave her alone i know one night donald tapped out get ethel and so the grandma was asked to join the family in the living area
0: bless her i hope she wasn't like napping and then they're like oh get ethel yeah and wake her up bless her
1: They then all began to hear a female whispering in a strong Irish accent. Potato! (laughs) Sorry. Go on. They couldn't really make out what the voice was saying, but Ethel knew and almost collapsed with shock. It was the voice of her long-dead mother, Sarah. She never told anyone what her mother had said to her that night. She took to her room and barely left it afterwards, She was shaken to the core from hearing her mother's voice. A few days later, she had a stroke and sadly died.
2: Oh no. Ethel.
1: Yeah. Love. The whole family were crushed. Ethel left a huge hole in their lives and they couldn't help but wonder if Donald had had some part in her death. Was he pretending to be Ethel's mother as some cruel prank that scared the old woman so much that she died? It was then that the poltergeist began communicating with them through letters. Chib would leave a pen and paper in a room, lock the doors so no one could sneak in, and upon his return, he would find notes. The first note he received said, Shirley, I come, my Shirley. Did you just snigger because I said, Shirley, I come? (laughs) No. Mm, You did. It's all (laughs) right. I sniggered when I read it. Um, Donald would write on paper, but also all over the Hitchens' walls. He would smear symbols and words all over. He drew the fleur-de-lis and statements like, Viva France, and drew crosses on headboards of the family. So do you know what the fleur-de-lis is?
2: I'm troubled by the way you're saying a fleur de lis, but yeah, I do know what a fleur de lis is. Is it a lily?
1: Why are you troubled by fleur de lis? Why are you adding an S onto it? I'm pretty sure in French, that's how it's pronounced. Really? Yeah.
2: I mean, maybe you're right, but I, I thought it was fleur de lis. French who
0: makes French pronunciation videos here on YouTube and we are looking at how to pronounce this phrase
1: from French that literally means lily flower. In French this is normally pronounced fleur de lys.
2: (gasps) My mind is blown. Oh, hearing that man speak
0: English <laughs> made me feel like we were arriving in England on the boat, <laughs> on the ferry. Didn't it? And um, the Parisians will be riding in Portsmouth in 30
2: minutes. <laughs> That's all. Yeah. Do I mean? It sound
1: like that. It did. So, yeah, Fleur de Lis.
2: I'm so sorry. That's all right. Interesting, though, because. You know what French are like
0: with their silent letters?
2: And all of a sudden, it's not silent. It's so actually, no, this one, we pronounce really, really a lot. <laughs> <laughs> There's a a pub called the Fleur-de-lis near us. Everyone's calling it the Fleur-de-lis. Turns out it's the Fleur-de-lis. You can go in there and be like, actually, I used to live in France, and it's the
1: Fleur-de-lis.
2: Fleur-de-lis.
1: <laughs> so maybe the English pronunciation is Fleur-de-lis.
2: I don't think it is. I think the... Well, listen, anyway, it doesn't matter. I, I actually do know what a fleur-de-lis looks like, yeah.
1: Well, it's the French royal symbol, isn't it? The fleur-de-lis. Yeah.
2: There's one um, partially carved above the fireplace in my parents' house.
1: Oh. oh, well, that's fancy. Yep. So, for some bizarre reason, Donald is drawing fleur-de-lis and saying things like Viva France and drawing crucifixes on the headboards. Sometimes he would write in French and sometimes in English, which left everyone totally confused. Chip became obsessed with communicating with Donald, hardly spending any time at home with his wife, not sleeping but staying up researching any facts Donald gave him, the first being his identity. In a very bizarre turn, Donald claimed to be the lost French Dauphin... Louis Charles, the 17th. I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) He claimed he had escaped France after his father, the king, was guillotined during the French Revolution. Chop, chop. Yeah. Most people who look into it will find that the young prince at just 10 years old was imprisoned and died shortly afterwards. But there has always been a conspiracy theory that he did, in fact, manage to escape and get on a boat towards England. And that is what Donald was saying, that he had drowned trying to get to England. The family would receive up to 60 notes a day from Donald. Some were harsh and threatening, and others were just general chit-chat. Chib kept every single note, meaning that by the time he stopped his investigation, he had thousands of notes from Donald. Some even creepily starting with, Mon chéri, Chibette. Donald would begin making demands of the family mostly about Shirley how she should dress how she should wear her hair and if they didn't comply he would wreck the house and start fires even after Chib had hidden the matches in the air raid shelter the fires would still break out on one occasion a match materialised in the air lit itself and floated menacingly towards Shirley before falling do you not like that? lie before falling at her feet. It almost felt like Shirley was in an abusive relationship controlled by Donald. It's also at this point that the poltergeist spoke for the first time and the last time. A pair of cufflinks had gone missing and abruptly reappeared. When Kitty asked Donald if it was him the word yes could be heard coming from nowhere spoken as if hissed between clenched teeth. The Hitchens were all so afraid at this point that they were sleeping together in the kitchen for fear of what Donald would get up to during the night. The kitchen does not feel like the safest place to sleep. No, the sharp stuff in there. Yeah, and I'd definitely go for the living room. I think Donald's favourite room was the living room. Um... I think he was mostly haunting that room, so maybe that's why
0: yeah uh, probably in one bedroom then
1: yeah but he goes up and drags you out of bed doesn't he ah
0: oh, fucking hell
1: donald <sighs> donald give it a rest yeah chip's fascination for the case only grew he even went to france trying to find clues that could confirm donald's statements and he did nowadays if he wanted to find something out of course we'd do a deep dive on google But at the time, Harold Chibbett had to find books and study maps to try and back up Donald's claims, which was extremely time-consuming. But he managed to correlate some of the poltergeist statements. Donald had given him the name of his bodyguards when he was a prince, and after some searching, Chib found out that he had been telling the truth. Something surely Shirley nor anyone in the family could have possibly known. And even if they had, as I said earlier, they had no access to the paper and pens in the room where Donald would write. Chib's wife, however, was getting increasingly worried about her husband's obsession with communicating with Donald. His health was definitely suffering every minute he wasn't at work as a taxman he spent at the Hitchings house or researching information about the lost prince. She decided enough was enough and asked Chib to take a step back from the case for his own mental safety. The family moved into another house, hoping to escape the constant noise and demands from Donald, but sadly he moved with them. I cannot imagine the absolute dread that they must have felt when they heard that first bang, letting them know that he was still with them. So, at this point, we're almost ten years on from the beginning of the haunting. That's how long they've been putting up with this. Practically a marriage, isn't it? Yeah, And Shirley feels like Donald has stolen her teenage years from her. She could never bring a boyfriend home as they would all run away in fear after Donald had made himself known, like some jealous ex. She did eventually meet her husband, Derek, and they moved away to live together. Strangely, Donald decided to stay with the Hitchens and not follow Shirley. Even though he still did show up once in a while, mainly to let her know what her parents were doing. And vice versa, he would report back to her parents, letting them know what she was up to with her husband, which could be quite embarrassing. But he was always spot on in retelling what each household was doing. So, like, if Shirley was shagging her husband, he would report back to the parents, saying Shirley's doing the dirty. That's weird. That's
0: a bit horrible. In
1: 1968, a final note appeared for Kitty. It read... I'm leaving. And that was the end of the haunting of the Battersea poltergeist. No one ever heard from him again. He left just as quickly as he had appeared. Shirley and Wally were hugely relieved to know that he had finally gone. But bizarrely, Kitty, so the mum, began to mourn his departure. She had come to think of the spirit as part of the family, and she was extremely upset about losing him which is very odd. That's almost like Stockholm Syndrome or something, isn't it? Yeah. But the story isn't quite over yet. In the 80s, Shirley was at a craft fair and a lady approached her claiming to be a psychic medium. She said that Shirley had a little boy following her. He was dressed in a blue satin suit and had red hair. He said that he was sorry for everything he'd done. Shirley knew immediately who the medium was talking about. Whilst Chib had been in France researching Charles Seventeenth, he had sent her a postcard of him, a little boy in a blue satin suit with red hair. All the information about this case was collected over the years by Chib, who kept hold of it all his life, hoping to one day write a book. Sadly, this never saw the light of day, but his research all went to Shirley upon his death she never opened the boxes to look through the notes as she was terrified of bringing Donald back. She did, however, agree to loan the information to Danny Robbins for the nine-part podcast, The Battersea Poltergeist, and appeared herself as a guest, recounting some of her haunting in her own words. The podcast is really good, and I would definitely recommend you give it a listen if you've enjoyed this story, because it's got loads... They go into tons more detail... Shirley, as far as I know, is still alive today and still claims that everything about the Battersea Poltergeist case actually happened exactly like I have told you today. And that's the end of the Battersea Poltergeist.
0: Mm. Wild. But also, like, he just noped out one day. He was like, right, that's it, I'm going by. And that was it.
1: Yeah, and I think that was like after 12 years. He was just like, yeah, I'm bored now.
0: The poltergeist just ghosted them.
1: <gasps> See what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> All that dirty laugh. Yeah.
0: But that was good. That was still long. You thought it was going to be short. It's still still a good chunk of the last two I'm bit glad of the, the, length,
1: the, the length and girth of my story was sufficient length for you. The
2: length pleased me very Do you know well. what? I just thought it had a lot of action in so i was happy with that
1: yeah
2: it's not all about the size or the length of the story it's about the impact yeah
0: it's about a guy coming in and he making the effort to pull the covers off you and (laughs) send you write letters and send them
1: tickle your feet i didn't
2: like that tickle him fuck off no. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it?
1: And I'll tell you why I didn't like that, because I I don't think I've told you this. Oh, what are you going to say? Oh, when you say that and then you come out
0: with some sort of shattering, earth-shattering story that's going to like keep me awake, what are you no, going to say? No,
1: no, 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 it's no. It's not that at all. But when I was at the old house, so the one with the purple, purple lip lady and brown-haired lady in the bath and all that shit... I was asleep at night and my hand was out of the bed and it was, like, hanging down. Oh, how can you do that? <laughs> and I woke up because somebody was tickling me and I was like, it's going to be my kid. You know, I could just feel the finger running around the palm of my <sighs> hand. <laughs>
0: you okay? No, I've had to put my feet up now. <laughs>
1: And um, so, you know, when you're like half asleep and I opened my eyes and she wasn't there. And I I remember thinking, oh, that's really strange. And then just going back to sleep because, you know, I'm half asleep. It wasn't till the morning that I was like, that's what the fuck? (laughs) That's So scary. Something tickled my hand. No, it
2: was a cat's tail.
1: No, there was nothing there. Because I re- actually now you've said that I remember thinking, "Is it a cat?" But there was nothing there. And my bedroom door was shut.
2: It was purple lips lady.
0: So yeah. Oh, she tickled your hand with her hair. Talk. Um, that's horrible. Thanks, Emma. Another no thing problem. to have nightmares about. Um, I saw another one of my. I um, uh, what to call it?
1: Night demons, terror demons, yeah. sleep demons. Sep-
0: yes. But I think it must have been a, like a dream that I was still dreaming as I was awake because this time it was different. I'd woken up facing my husband in bed. Gross. And you know when you kind of you can kind of see the outline of. So I, we sleep with the hall light on because I'm a complete wuss and I can't have pitch black. Yeah. I have, to have some sort of light on in the hallway so I can always kind of see it in in the room at night. And I opened my eyes and I could see my husband. And I saw an old hag like a head right next to Noel's head just looking over his Oh staring at me, but this time no. it was old, it was an old hag and that's that is a thing of people seeing like yes. an old hag.
1: I've heard And about I've
0: never, the old hag. ever, ever seen an old hag before. It was always these kind just like silhouette people.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: horrific. And I went What did you do? Well, I sort of like jumped and then I was like, oh, but you can't really move. You kind of, the eyes go wide. And then she kind of, after a couple of seconds, well, about four seconds, just starts to dis- disappear. And then I was like, and then she disappeared. And I was like, oh, it was one of my sleep demons and just went back to sleep. But then woke up the next day and I was like, how did I just go back to sleep? That was, yeah. but I definitely yeah. woke up, it, uh, you know, I was definitely awake. I wasn't dreaming that I was awake. Yeah. So yeah, that that's uh that was great.
1: The old hag. Yeah, I've heard of that. I'll have to look into that and maybe do a story about the old hag. that
0: I've heard before, but I was like, oh, well, I'll have to look her up and then haven't got, in, haven't got around to it now I don't want to.
1: <laughs> okay, so that's my mission for next week then, yeah? Yeah,
0: I have to try and do the old hags and sleep demon stuff, maybe.
1: Maybe. Maybe,
0: yeah. Or work on it. Horrible,
2: horrible.
1: Oh, that sounds terrifying. I have um, a murder badger at the new house.
2: A murder badger.
1: A murder badger. I think it was a badger. I'm telling myself it was a badger. Because it's extremely dark at night where I live, because we're in the middle of the countryside. So there's no street lights or anything like that. We're talking pitch black. Like the only light is the moon. And um, so I've got this very sexy head torch that I wear when I walk my dog. (laughs) (laughs) I look like I'm going cake. Can we have
2: a picture of that, please?
1: Yeah, yeah, I'll take a picture of next time I'm wearing it. Thank you.
0: I'd like the dog to also be in the picture.
1: Yeah, we'll sort it out. Anyway, Mm -hmm. so I'm in the dark, walking my dogs, and I can see a pair of eyes in the cow field. (sighs) And there were no cows in the cow fields at this point. They'd gone into the, the other part of the field. And I'm like is that a cat? And then as we, and I'm like please don't be a cat cuz one of the dogs is off a lead and I don't want him running across um to chase this animal. And it's not moving and I'm like that's really strange cuz usually if they hear people walking up or you know if it's a fox or a cat or a badger they run off, right? The closer I get, the more of an outline I can see. And it's like light gray And I'd say it was like a medium-sized dog's size, but round, like, badger-shaped. Well, I mean, it sounds like a badger. Yeah. I was like, this is weird. Why aren't you running away? And then the fucking thing, instead of running away, started to charge at us. Well, I think they're quite aggressive, aren't they, badgers? Yeah,
0: they can be.
2: If they've got young
0: Uh, or something. Yeah,
1: but, and the way it moved, to me, at that point, freaking out, looked like a person running on all oh, fours. No. So I turned around and the dogs, this is the thing, the dogs reacted because we all turned around at the same time and fucking pegged it home down the road. And the dogs, are, the dogs were off before I was, so they'd seen it. They'd pegged what was going on.
0: Oh, no, no loyalty.
1: <laughs> like, bye. Yes, murder badger. No, Hold on, so the, the badger didn't actually badger. murder anyone? <laughs> no, it just wanted to. But I'm not even sure it was... It, I'm telling myself it was a badger. Because it sounds anything-
2: badgery. They do run like I don't think you think... Hold on, let's... I think they run a bit like that.
1: It was almost like a galloping horse, yeah, I you know, that kind of put yeah.
2: up. they're fast, aren't they? Badgers are fast. It was fucking terrifying
1: anyway, whatever the I'm fuck it was. I'm sorry that happened to you. Yeah. Oh, it's all right. But round here is creepy like even oh, then, It's so it's like, creepy. I can, hear some, I can hear some weird shit. There's some
0: weird around. yeah, some weird stuff in in the French countryside, but I, I'm very happy that we don't live in a country where possums and raccoons are kind of everywhere. Cause I'd shit myself every time I go outside.
1: Yeah, but where we are, to be honest, okay it's not possums or raccoons, but there's foxes and deer or and rabbits. Them coypu.
0: I saw a dead Koi pu on the on the road. Fucking massive.
1: They are massive, Koi Pew. That's a big water rat. It's like a like a beaver. A beaver. Yeah. yeah. But, but massive, the the, tail.
0: bigger than your dog, it was, I swear. They're huge, massive, aren't
1: they? Yeah. yeah, they're like badgers, yeah. fucking massive. Yeah.
0: Wow. Well, I think badgers are bigger, but they, they always surprise me how big they are when I see them.
1: I <sighs> saw an albino koi one time. That was hideous. Oh, wow. It crossed the road and it had red eyes and it was completely white and it was just like this massive rat. And, yeah, we were all like, what the fuck did we just see? Was that an alien? I
0: reckon that was an escaped test rat from some sort of lab.
1: <laughs> it fucking mutated. Yeah.
0: And it's like, <laughs> I'm going to go and Yuck. mate with a badger and make murder offspring. They'll chase <laughs> <Yeah>. Emmas around. <laughs>
1: I can't believe it. The fucking thing. Because it was quite... Badgers
0: are scary. Badgers are scary. They're beautiful, but... I- Aggressive, aren't they? Ooh.
1: Yeah. My little Dashund ran so fast home, I could just see his little legs going. hot
0: dog. Little sausage. Little speedy yeah, sausage.
1: <laughs> the way he moves is hilarious. But I actually looked up Dashund means badger dog, because they are bred to kill badgers. But I don't think he got that memo. I thought it was
0: like Dash as in like fast dog.
2: No, because it's sugar. German, isn't it? But, but I yeah, so I know it's just, German.
0: But I just assume, like, because they're quite they can be quite fast on their little
1: sausage legs.
0: But I just assumed it was that. Right. And it
1: was that night when we saw Murder Beaver. Beaver Murder Badger. Murder Badger. Murder Beaver. So yeah. yeah. Anyway.
0: Horrible. Talking about murder. Shall we get on with mine?
1: Well, I mean your story, don't just Well, like... not
0: mine. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go and murder someone Shall worry.
1: I go and get on with mine? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm not a badger. <laughs> so it's fine. <time. sighs> um, anyway, so my story this week is about a guy called Eli Weaver. So I think this is why I thought I'd done this before, is because I've already done a murder with someone else where the last name was Weaver yeah, as well. It was well. a
1: family, wasn't it? It was, There yes. were two of them dad and son.
0: Dad and son. Lord Weaver. Yeah, that's the one, because I went through, I "I swear I've done this before, Um, but no, we're all good.
1: Are you impressed at my uh, ability to remember?
0: Well, you spend hours editing it, but yeah, I am still impressed
1: because we've done a lot of episodes, so well done. (laughs) Yeah, Ward Weaver. Mm -hmm. Piece of shit. Anyway, back to Eli.
0: Yeah, so Eli was born in 1978 in Holmes County, Ohio, to an Amish family. So he grew up in Apple Creek.
1: Oh, that sounds nice. That
0: sounds nice, doesn't it? Yeah.
1: That sounds like Little House on the Prairie, you know. Yeah, it does sound
0: lovely. So it's in Amish country. So their particular type of Amish community that they had was very, very strict. So it was a very strict religious environment that forbade modern technology and an education past the age of 13 to 14 years old. All right. The Amish community that he grew up in also forbade contact with anyone outside of their community, unless it was something like to do with trading and stuff when they're a bit older, so they were quite isolated. He was expected to follow the rules and marry within his religion and community. He did just that. He married a woman called Barbara after they got married to Barbara Weaver in May 1999. And over the next 10 years, they would have five children together, four boys and one girl. Eli would eventually open up a hunting store, which catered to Amish and non-Amish customers. Eli liked the contact that he had with the, quote, outsiders. He found their world interesting. He wanted to find out more about life on the other side. But how would you do that without being missed? So if he starts, like, wandering off... Away from his store, people will know that he's not at work, so they'll be like, well, where is he? He's not at home. He's going around somewhere that's not in his community, so he'd be caught out. So, Eli developed an interest in computers.
1: Well, that's forbidden, Eli. Yeah.
0: But it's secrety because he can do that in the back of his store. Naughty. Where no one can see. That's naughty. And this is where he discovered the internet.
1: Oh, God. Did he find Pornhub? Because that's going to ruin him.
0: (laughs) I think you have to when you're on there. So, wow, a magnificent tool of knowledge at his fingertips. A tool that can answer almost any question. Show you what's happening on the other side of the world. We can find out what happened on this day 100 years ago. But what did he go and look at?
1: Emma? Porn!
0: Porn! Went to look at... Bit of porn.
1: Boobs and bums.
0: Sir so, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> pumpy, pumpy.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so anyway, so Eli was unhappy in his bland marriage, unhappy with the pressures of his community and the expectations they had of him. He yearned for freedom and excitement. And porn. And porn. So, after a while, looking at porn wasn't enough, so he decided to create a few profiles on dating sites.
1: Dirty dog. And
0: his bio said, who wants to do it with an Amish guy? <laughs> uh <Uh-oh. laughs> <laughs> 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 So actually, Eli was quite successful. He had numerous affairs with women that he met through these dating sites where he called himself an Amish stud. <laughs> oh, so he was like, so that was like his his username was Amish stud. Who wants to do it with an Amish guy?
1: He's confident. He, I'm going to send you a picture. Yeah. He
0: thought he was the dog's bollocks. He really thought, he was God's
2: gift to
1: women.
2: Oh my God, he looks exactly how I thought he would.
0: <laughs> well, it's the typical? I knew that. Well. I, yeah, that Amish beard and haircut.
1: Everybody who can't see this photo, he is not God's gift.
0: Yeah, he's just like an average looking, isn't he? Just with his, and then he's just got the typical kind of Amish hair and beard that you'd think of when you think of like Amish people. From what I've seen on TV, anyway, obviously I've never been
1: there. I feel like a moustache would make the beard so much nicer. Yeah. But that's probably super disrespectful to their entire culture, and there's a reason they don't have a moustache.
0: They're not down for vanity. I don't know if it's something to do with that. Is it something to do with being vain? Because they're not allowed buttons on their clothes, are they? When it, because it's vain.
1: Having buttons on your clothes is vain. I just always thought they were quite useful to keeping your clothes together to be fair, but
0: <laughs> I don't know they they've got like they've got like, their little rules and stuff where things that are considered vain, so they don't yeah use them. Oh, no i'm not That's... i'm not,
1: not not knocking them, but buttons i mean makeup, yeah, okay, piercings, tattoos, fair enough buttons, not my good prop buttons. I've I've literally never, like, worn a piece of clothing and said to somebody, check out these fucking buttons. Emma, you vain tart. Get
0: them (laughs) buttons off.
1: (laughs) I don't mean that disrespectfully. I'm just a bit stuck on the buttons.
0: (laughs) I think it depends how how strict their particular, like, community is. Some are uh, less strict than others. Yeah. Anyway, so... Eli bought a secret phone where he kept in contact with all of his, like, hookup girls. However, according to his community, by all appearances, Barbara and Eli had a really good marriage.
1: I mean, they've got five kids, so, you know.
0: Yeah, well, yeah. They had a good community of friends and neighbours. Barbara wasn't aware of Eli's affairs, and she was described as a very friendly and sociable person. Laid back, super nice, and just a gentle soul and good mother. And, like, just awesome. She sounds lovely. Yeah. So Eli's neighbour, a woman called Mary Eicher, I think, or Eicher. So she said that Eli was very outgoing. He would often come over very late in the evening and ask for a ride, meaning taxi ride, not just for... Come and ride me, baby.
1: Literally, nobody was thinking that you perv. It's just that it's just the, <laughs> because
0: he's like hooking up with everyone left, right, and center. So. His neighbour was a, a Mennonite taxi driver. So Mennonites are like Amish, just a little bit less strict. So they right. might wear buttons. I'll have to look it up.
1: Did, did they have a car then? Or because is...
0: the Mennonites have are allowed to drive. So she's like a taxi driver for the Amish.
1: Cool name, Mennonite. I love it.
0: Amazing. Mm.
1: In the later years of
0: the Weaver's marriage, they began having problems. Along with Eli having several affairs, he was also withholding money from his wife. Barbara's sister would later say that Eli wouldn't even give her money to care for the children or buy
2: groceries. Oh, that's shitty. He sounds like a piece of shit, to be honest. Yeah, yeah.
0: So Eli's business was going well, it wasn't about the money, it was just about control. The Weaver children also reportedly saw Eli physically abuse Barbara, but she never reported it because of the patriarchy. She would have been blamed for her husband's actions. A bit like one of the Amish leaders said that she would have been asked... What did you do to your husband that made him want to treat you like this? Yeah. So that's what Barbara was living with.
1: So you are right. He is a piece of shit, Tash. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But also there's no help from anywhere up the ladder. He could be even worse than what he was. Barbara was struggling with their marital problems. She was writing letters to her counsellor. So she wrote things like, Where did my friend, my love, my trustworthy husband go? Recently, it's like he hates me to the core. Oh God! Poor Barbara. Eli even left his family and the church twice to live as English, just to live as like an outsider. But both times, he was back within a few months, begging for forgiveness. To live
1: like English.
0: Yeah, in quotes, they put English. Just uh, it's not in England; it's in America. As this, but that's just how they say to, to, you know to not be Amish anymore to just be living like an outsider. Mm. But they call it English. Okay. Well, according to these um, articles they do. Eli found that life was actually quite hard to make it 100% on his own because with his community, he had his house. He had uh, all of his uh, connections were through the community. Where he went and did his shopping was on in the community. <laughs> I know that he made his own money, but when you've got to also try and find somewhere to live and all that, and pay rent, it makes it so that the money that he's earning isn't enough. So he tried to go alone twice, but twice he came back, twice he was forgiven. One of Eli's long-term side pieces was a woman called Barbara Raver. Same name as his wife. Yeah. (laughs) So I will kind of refer her to Mistress Barbara, or just his mistress, just to make it easier. Whom he met in 2003, Mistress Barbara is a former Amish woman, but left the Amish community and got married to a Mennonite, which is the less strict faith. Barbara had three children with her husband, and after their affair started, Barbara became obsessed. So Mistress Barbara became obsessed with Eli and hoped that he would leave his wife for her. They had an affair for over six years. Wow! Um, Eli's secret phone was registered in her name. Eli wanted out of his marriage, but just, divorce just isn't a possibility for him. If he'd had left for another woman, or permanently, he would have been shunned. Hmm. If his wife died, it would be fine. And people would just pat him on the back and be like, oh, poor guy, you better go
1: find a new wife. I was hoping this was not where this was going.
0: He decided that he would need to get rid of Barbara. So Eli just randomly started asking people if they'd like to kill his wife for him. But most didn't take him seriously, which they probably would live to regret.
1: Mm.
0: Most of the people laughed it off. His mistress, Barbara, however, didn't. And from the 30th of May until the 2nd of June 2009, Eli and his mistress exchanged text messages about the methods of murder. Eli gave suggestions about possibly blowing up the house... Shooting his wife. poison With his kids in it. Yeah. When they were talking about that option, his mistress replied, what about your kids? And he put, the kids will go to heaven because they're innocent. He didn't even care about killing his own children.
1: Surrendous. I don't, I've, yeah, I don't know what to say. Yeah.
0: Barbara, so the mistress, made over 840 searches on the internet for poisons and everything like that and ways to kill people. Is see if they could get like some sort of fly poison and then mix it in with cupcakes and she might not detect it. And just basically trying to find ways to murder people and get away with it. Yeah. So early in the morning on the 2nd of June 2009, one of the Weaver children came into her bedroom to find their mother dead and covered in blood. And they ran to the neighbor's house for help. Investigators found that Barbara Weaver had been shot with a 410 shotgun or 410 shotgun. I don't know. I don't do guns. I don't know how I'm supposed to pronounce that. There was a pile of cash in the bedroom indicating that robbery was not the motive. When Barbara was found, Eli was conveniently out fishing on Lake Erie with friends. He had left at 3am giving himself an alibi. Neighbours and friends of the family pointed police in the direction of Barbara Raber, so Eli's mistress Barbara.
1: Oh, so other people knew about the mistress.
0: Yeah, I I think some people were a bit like, hmm, suspicious, we won't say anything, but he's definitely banging her.
1: Also, why do you do, like, over 800 internet searches about trying to hide a murder and then shoot somebody? That seems like the most obvious way. I mean, so stupid, isn't
2: it? Right.
0: And as well, I'm not being horrible. I kind of am. But
2: when you think of a mistress,
0: do you think of someone that's good looking? Because, Barbara, I'm just sending you a picture, she looks like the most tired person in the history of women. Oh, wow. Look at that. That's his mistress.
2: She looks like she's his (laughs) mum. Yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah.
0: Well, he's not the best looking in the world, but... No,
1: but they look like there's like a... And there's nothing wrong, again, (laughs) with this, but they do look like there's a 20-year age gap.
0: Mm. So, yeah, the neighbours pointed police in the direction of Eli's mistress, Barbara, saying that she didn't have an alibi at the time of the murder. Barbara would be interviewed and would eventually admit her crimes that she had taken a gun from her husband's gun cabinet and admitted to entering the Weaver family home at 4.30am on the day of the murder. She said that she didn't remember loading the weapon and she claimed she only meant to scare Barbara Weaver, but the gun discharged accidentally.
1: Of course it did. That
2: old chestnut. Yeah.
0: So on the 10th of June, just over a week after Barbara's murder, Eli confessed to conspiring with his mistress, Barbara, to kill his wife. He pleaded guilty to conspiracy to commit murder in exchange for his testimony against his mistress, who was charged with murder.
1: So not only is a complete piece of shit, but he's absolute coward. Right? Absolute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolute coward.
0: So the trial began in September 2009. Eli Weaver testified that he and his mistress discussed the plan the day before the murder. And he said that he would be leaving at 3am for a fishing trip and he would leave the basement door unlocked for her. But in the meantime, his mistress recanted her previous story, saying that she was never in the Weaver home. The murder weapon was never found and Barbara's prints weren't anywhere in the house. Her attorney argued that Eli was the one who killed Barbara, claiming that he shot her before leaving for his fishing trip and that he had used his Amish study charms to get her to make a false confession. But Eli testified that he and his mistress met in his barn on the 9th of June And said that Barbara had described the murder in detail and told him that she was sorry for everything. And she asked Eli how to clean a gun. So it looked like it hadn't been fired recently. So Eli cleaned it all and they got rid of the fingerprints. But anyway, so they were both found guilty, so... With help of Eli's testimony, Barbara Raber was convicted and sentenced to 23 years to life in prison and Eli was sentenced to 15 years to life as part of his plea deal. So, Eli is actually up for parole next year, next summer, June next year, while his mistress won't be eligible for parole until
1: 2032.
0: Wow. Yeah. People from the community said that it it just shook the whole community. It's rare for murders to happen among the Amish in America. In the past 250 years, only three murders have been committed by spouses, including two cases of men killing their wives, which I really doubt that's true. <laughs> there's a lot of people there, and that's 250 years. I'm pretty sure that there's more murders than that. Because of the uh, the Amish don't have photos taken of themselves... There isn't actually any photos of Barbara Weaver anywhere.
1: Oh, that's really sad.
0: I know. And especially in like now that we all have hundreds, thousands of photos of ourselves. The only thing that her children have to remember about are their own memories and the letters that she sent to her counsellors. One of her last letters that she sent to her counsellor, Barbara Weaver wrote, I often think of Christ's words, forgive him for he knows not what he does. And that's it. that's my story. I think she kind of knew that Eli was being a bit of a dog and uh, still was asking God to forgive her husband's actions.
1: She sounds like an absolute sweetheart. And yeah. I, if he's got any hopes of going up to heaven, I think <laughs> he's going to be sorely disappointed.
0: Yeah, what an asshole.
1: Absolute arsehole and a witch. Yeah, awful, awful.
0: Yeah, horrible, horrible. I do think he completely manipulated her, but obviously she was still a willing participant and just wants to wanted to get her uh, is stud for herself.
1: Do you know if there was an age gap between the two? Because I'm I'm thinking, was that part of it? Was that like, oh, I've got a younger man and you know she thought he was really fit and she was like head over heels because of that because honestly there looks to be a huge age gap don't you think tash
2: yeah she looks a lot older
1: than him Mm.
2: i can't i can't find how old she is
1: well anyway that was horrendous i feel awful for nice barbara
0: yeah
1: horrible barbara she can fuck off yeah, yeah, she's and broken dick.
0: that shithead of a husband, who has basically orphaned his children.
1: Yeah, yeah, he didn't give a shit about his kids, did he? Yeah,
0: no. And then as well, um, I only saw it in one of the articles that I looked at. Um, apparently, when something like this happened, the kids can kind of get shunned as well.
1: Oh, that's awful. Yeah.
0: But I don't think they have. I think they. I think it's the community that's looking after them. So hopefully they're okay. But, you know, it's quite, obviously, because it is quite a a strict community, they don't really let, I suppose, many reporters in there fishing around. Yeah. There we are. That's my story. Thank you, Becky
1: Boo. So I guess we can let the people go.
2: Let's let the people go. Yeah, we'll have to do a Christmas
0: sign-off in a few weeks.
1: Oh, we will, won't oh. we? And we'll have to be really clever about recording and knowing when the publishing yeah. date is not like Halloween.
0: <laughs> and uh, <laughs> the um, the little villages on my way to work, have started to, you know, they've decorated for Christmas. And then um, one of them, they make it all out of wood and pallets and stuff, so it kind of looks quite cute. Um, but they must have, you know, when you go by, they do signs... Last year, it said, ho, 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 you know, as you're going along the road. Yeah. yeah. But they must have lost a ho over na- uh, over the summer because now it just says, ho, ho. <laughs> and it really, uh, <laughs> you know, when you sneeze and you can't, you, you think you're going to sneeze and then it goes away. And you go, it kind of feels like <sighs> that. I'm ready for the last ho. So really, that village is just calling me a ho twice. <laughs> instead of saying ho ho ho, they're saying ho. ho.
1: <laughs>
0: and the third ho is not there, so it's it's very uncomfortable going through that village now. Yeah,
1: Maybe they've aggressive. been made aware of how much you enjoy watching men pee.
0: He <laughs> hasn't gone out yet, so no one knows. It's still a secret as of now.
2: <laughs>
0: I don't enjoy watching men pee. <laughs> I didn't say anything about it. Oh, maybe I did. Maybe you I did. Said say you said <laughs> you,
1: you were interested. I was interested.
0: <laughs> I'm interested in murder. Doesn't mean I want to like participate or or i um, or think it's great. <laughs> interested. Yeah, but
1: you have participated because you have. Anyway, I'm. I'm not going <laughs> to let you live this out. Participated.
0: Down. I. Uh, uh, I'm making me feel a weird <laughs> right. Uh, right I think we can say goodbye to everyone now come on Tash <laughs> uh,
2: Thanks for listening guys stay safe
0: don't watch people pee
2: <laughs> don't kill people
1: and keep it weird bye, bye. button <laughs> do they have zips how do they do it ribbons i feel like ribbons are fancier than buttons oh are they the- oh do they do like those really faffy clip things you know like at the back of a bra
2: i don't think they'd even do that they just like probably lace everything up but i feel like that's more fancy well only if it's done with a lovely ribbon
1: well what are they using then i don't know
2: babe i'm not amish
1: i need to know how do amish do their clothes up well i think they just lace them up they use pins or clasps and men use suspenders there you go
0: so i think suspenders are quite saucy
1: and they like braces
2: yeah it's not sexy becky oh they
1: don't use zippers
0: Well, no, zippers are quite modern, aren't they? They're even more modern than buttons.